week with Ben Ellis. This is Switch. It's now a year since the first recorded case of coronavirus hit the UK's shores, and this week the UK has totaled the grisly number of 100,000 COVID-related deaths. Up to five vaccines now approved and are being rolled out. We'll look at where we are in terms of the pandemic. Cases seem to be reducing as well. In parts of Birmingham, there's been the row with the EU, which thankfully this morning has been resolved. Our co-host for the show today will be our own Luke Edwards from the Sunday Soiree. Research has been carried out to say that a vast majority of new parents don't understand the jargon surrounding eco-friendly products when it comes to uh, purchasing items for their newborn children. Uh, Wet wipes, nappies, all kinds of things to do with that. We'll be finding out about this research and uh, hopefully explaining some of the jargon with Dr. Sarah Kayat. You might know her from this morning. She will be joining us on the show. And of course, which radio... It's always championing local artists. Fiona Douglas has been at it again. Uh, Chloe Wapplington from right here in Castle Vale has uh, been recording some great stuff. We're going to be hearing from her and playing her music on the show as well. It's The Week with me, Ben Ellis, right here on Switch Radio. The Week with Ben Ellis. This is Switch. It's the week with me, Ben Ellis, here on Switch Radio. It's time to bring our co-host in, a regular, to the show. You can hear him tonight as well on Switch Radio at 9 o'clock with a Sunday soiree. It's Luke Edwards. Luke, hello. Hi, Ben. You okay? Uh, I'm good. Uh, well, I, I can't complain, uh, certainly, with some of the stuff we see uh, in the news. Uh, and that brings us to our uh, first item of uh, discussion uh, this week, um, t- two uh, milestones, if you can call them that, were reached. Um, it's a year since the first recorded coronavirus case in the UK. And uh, we as a nation uh, passed the uh, grisly milestone of 100,000 deaths for people who tested positive 28 days uh, after a COVID test. So, um, y- you know, where did that time go? Yeah, it's... Um... I mean, we all kind of have the timeline of March, don't we? Because that's when everything went into lockdown. And but in January, we didn't really know much about it, did we? Um, last January, that is. So yeah, it's 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 been a long, it's been a long and winding road, hasn't it? As the song goes. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, we're back out on the other side. You know, the news of all these vaccines and all the vaccination programs going on at the minute. Um, hopefully, by sort of March, April time, we'll be. We st- seen um, a way out of this won't we mm. we're up to uh potentially five cleared uh vaccines mm-hmm. uh now and uh, one of them this week it's not in front of me um the name of it, it, it one is is um very effective with just one dose and doesn't have to be stored at too cold a temperature so that that's the one um mm. seemingly that the government um uh, are keen on rolling out as, as quickly as they can yeah, Johnson and Johnson saw a rare good thing with a Johnson oh, in it. Uh, yeah, I, I was I was thinking of of, of baby shampoo. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah. same one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or, or the photograph, or the photography. No cleaning. That's it. Oh, you dry cleaning. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, it's good news. I mean, weirdly, it's, it's. I think it's a bit underneath. I think it's only like eighty six percent effectiveness mm-hmm. compared to. The others, but um, yeah, nobody's uh, nobody's needed hospitalisation or died from the um, from this particular from the virus from this particular jab. Um, 
they've ordered, the UK have ordered 247 million doses of it as well. Yeah. So that increases the chance that everyone in the country will get offered the jab at least by autumn. And then any will be sent off to other countries. So as I say, it's looking um it's looking a lot more positive because we've already got the vaccines out there as it is. And I know eleven eleven point eight percent I'm reading here, uh, that's seven point nine million people have already received the first jab. So obviously in twelve weeks' time people will get the second jab, so that number will go up again. Um, I mean, the only the only thing I'd say is that you, I mean, it'd be easy to kind of done a bit of a brick, um, a brick building way of doing it. So you have the old people getting the vaccine, but also the kids and the teachers getting it. So then eventually you meet in the middle, so that the young people like us, Ben, are kind of last. Oh, I, 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 I'm so chuffed you refer to me as as young. There, <laughs> there we go. That has happened for a long time. But but speaking of um sort of importing uh, the vaccine. Um, this has uh, brought us to a story that's been running this week and seems to have had uh, some sort of resolution this morning. Um, Brexit was always going to play a part at some point, if we, particularly if we, if we were ordering uh, vaccines from, from Belgium and uh, the EU decided they were going to play uh, sort of politics about um, what? Well, you're not just going to import stuff from here um, on those terms because you're not part of the EU uh, mm. anymore. And uh, thankfully, I say that that has been uh, resolved now, and the the EU have have, um, have backed down on that, and and that will be seen, uh, Luke, as as a real triumph for for uh, the people who who believed in uh, the idea of Brexit for, from day one. Is that we 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 can whether you agree with this you might not but we can stand up to the eu and and uh, we will come out on top in the end yeah i mean common sense has prevailed hasn't it really it's just kind of all still got to work together haven't you um i mean there's definitely disadvantages to brexit as people are finding out at the minute of course. especially people who've got the holiday homes in spain and suddenly realize why the taxes have gone up anyway that's another story for another day um but no it is it is good ben like you say um and it's good that we can share the vaccine out. I mean, incidentally, this new one, this Johnson Johnson one, is going to be made in in Stockton on Tee. So again, that, there's no importing of that, which makes it even quicker again to roll out. Um, but certainly, I mean, yeah, if we can help distribute to other countries, why not? And um, I mean, we, the good thing is we have got our own vaccine here. And the other thing is as well is um, in the northwest where I live, we're they're flying through the vaccines, but. Um, told to slow down so that everyone else can catch up, which I find a bit odd, but there we go. Well, the World Health Organization have said that they would like uh, the UK to pause the rollout of the uh, the second dose of uh, the vaccines uh, while the rest of the world can catch up. We get in the first dose uh, amongst the most uh, vulnerable in society globally. So uh, they're saying that the, the variants will continue to mutate and spread amongst those who haven't been able to uh, receive the jab in some of the the, um, the sort of poorer and um, destitute areas uh, on the planet. So like uh, uh, townships in Rio de Janeiro and, and mm. other places like that. Um, so, you know, if, if we vaccinate everybody and we're all saying we're all right now and then we go back to what we thought was completely normal before, um, then you could still get people coming into the country with new variants, which we potentially are not 
um, automatically immune to with the vaccine that we've all been given. So the the mm. uh, World Health Organization they want to uh, slow down the second dose until um, the vast majority of people on the planet have had the first dose, and that that that, that seems sensible to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm I'm happy to have it, but I'm also happy to wait as well. <laughs> it's one of those, but mm-hmm. well, it. It isn't, it isn't about having to wait because obviously you just want to get back to normal as soon as possible. So the quicker I can have it, the better we can kind of think, well, we're like 50% there, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about the, the, how it's been in, in the last year. I mean, I, I've come to the conclusion that I'm, I've either been automatically immune or I've been asymptomatic and hopefully I haven't spread it to um mm. to uh, vulnerable people because i just don't see how you can completely shield yourself from uh from this thing i mean I, i've had in the last year i've had two uh tests that come back negative through the thought that there might have been a couple of symptoms uh, here and there mm. uh which I've, I've got over pretty quickly and, and the test came back negative so um you know i'm there's a lot yeah, to be said as well for having vitamins as well. If you have like your vitamin C and D, I think that does help fight it off. We did that a lot better yeah. as well. Yeah, we did an item about that on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um, it, particularly now during the winter months, mm. um, it's impossible. Which we, we learned from uh, the interview that we did on the show, it's impossible to get the vitamin D you need naturally from the sun's rays because the sun doesn't get high enough in the sky in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, you need to uh, take. Uh, take supplements of vitamin D, which the NHS were offering um, to the most vulnerable. Uh, uh, but that was before the second wave uh, uh, and the variant was known about. So whether or not the NHS has been overwhelmed in the meantime it is uh, a, a mute point, whether or not they've actually had the capacity to do that. But yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, vit- vitamins are, are, are really important for this kind of thing. The Week with Ben Ellis. This is Switch. We'd like to thank you for taking the time to download and listen to our podcast, The Show, The Week, with me, Ben Ellis, broadcasts every Sunday between 12 and 2 on Switch Radio across Birmingham, where we have a look back at the biggest stories across the second city from the previous seven days. Handing you over right now to Fiona Douglas. The Week with Ben Ellis. This is Switch. Yeah, well, thanks, Ben. And yes, I'm here with the lovely Chloe Wappington, a new artist from Birmingham, very local to Switch Radio Studios, in fact. Um, She's got a debut single out, and I've plucked her off Instagram stories to come in and talk to us here at Switch Radio about her new song. So, hi, Chloe. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the show. That's absolutely fine. So, um, Chloe, your new single then, tell us a little bit about it. Um, so it's my new single. Um, I've just released it last Friday. Um, it's a bit of an emotional song, um, but I'm hoping that it will bring hope and light to people um, in these uncertain times. Oh, that's lovely. And um, what what inspired you to write such a, an emotional song, as you put it? Um, well, last year I went through um, a rough patch which I think everybody did during lockdown and I just felt really lonely Um, and one night I was sat on my windowsill um, smoking a cigarette and I thought I just want to write a song that relates to everybody else and I thought what would I like to say to people so um so then I started the line to the girl who smokes a cigarette out a window in the night and then the rest of the lyrics just came to me (laughs) wow wow great way to start you know 
a bit of daydreaming <laughs> inspiration. That's nice. So it is quite, um, it's quite, uh, I want to say, it is an emotional song. It's very, very sweet and it's very endearing. But what kind of genre, what kind of style do you think it's in? I, I kind of said to my uh, husband when we were listening to it, it's very, it's almost country, do you know? So it's grand grassroots kind of thing. But what's your, what's your interpretation of it? I've had this debate with so many people. Um, I've had a few say it's more country, a few say it's more like acoustic folk type. Some say it's more like slow pop. So, um, so probably acoustic folk type song, yeah. Well, just a little bit of all the all of the above. Why exactly. Create <laughs> your own genre. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Okay, so um, so how did you manage to? You say that was during lockdown that you got this idea to, to just produce a song um have you got any experience in doing that or what did you do to start that process um well I've always been singing and I've wrote lyrics here and there um but this song was the first one that I really saw potential in um and as soon as I wrote it I sent a message to Anthony who's featuring on the song and um and yeah within two weeks we'd wrote it and wow yeah. you see the um the kind of the music side of your duo. What was that? Sorry. Does he? Does he, is he the, the musical side, or do you play mu instruments, or who is it that kind of produces the music? Um, no, I. So I don't play any instruments. So, um, and I just knew Anthony was the one for this. I've known him for six years, um, and as soon as I was writing my lyrics, I just thought, "Go to Anthony; he'll know what to do." <laughs> so um, he came up with the guitar. <laughs> he came up with the guitar um, melody to it and um, and it went from there. Fantastic. Well, it obviously works well. Obviously works yeah. well. And don't worry, we will be listening to it in a little while, so stay tuned. Okay, oh. so let's talk about you a little bit. So um, what what are your kind of musical influences? Who who do you like? What kind of stars do you kind of listen to yourself? Um, so I grew up listening to Celine Dion and Dolly Parton, so um, they're my inspirations. Um, right now, I look up to Ariana Grande as well. So, um, so Celine Dion, Dolly Parton, Ariana Grande—they're all my inspirations. I have such trouble saying that on the radio, you know, when I'm presenting. It's like Ariana Grande. <laughs> I think I've got too many two, <laughs> maybe. But yeah, that's that my fall down. <laughs> I have to really concentrate, Ariana. Grande, there you go. That'll do. Won't yeah, it? it is a hard one to say. <laughs> so, um, Anthony Price said, so he features on the song. Is he? Um, is it? Are you going to be part of the duo, or is it just him featuring on that one particular single? Is he going to help out in the background? What, what's his? What's his role in this? Um, I'd hope that we'll do some more songs together. Um, we're not actually a duo, but we do enjoy making music together and singing together. So hopefully we can do more music in future. Fantastic. Well, it's your name on the tin, so <laughs> that's fine. You know, it's your <laughs> Chloe Wappington, which is, the, which is the artist's name. So that's cool. You've got it all there. <laughs> so... Um, with yeah. the other influence now, I, I, me as a parent, I'm always really curious about what kind of music you've grown up listening to, you know, whether it be older brothers or sisters, parents, all that kind of thing, because I've got musical children and, you know, I'm, I'm quite pleased that they've followed my kind of the music that I like. So what kind of 
influ musical influences do you have from older siblings or parents? Um, so my dad is a bit of a singer. He doesn't do it professionally or anything, but, um, but you know, we've done a few duets at karaoke's and things. Um, my sister um, is 20 years older than me. She's done singing. And I always said to her, it's a waste of your talent because you're not doing anything with it. Um, and then my other two sisters are also singers as well. So I've grown up in a family full of singers, really. <laughs> and they've all... They've all inspired me and they've all helped me to get to where I am today in my singing. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, um, you know, when was it you realised you could sing? But obviously you're from a really uh, musical family and you could all sing. And if you couldn't sing, you know, there'd be questions about your, you know, parentage. Please, <laughs> 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 you all could sing. Fabulous. Okay, so I think we're going to go for a break and then we're going to come back and listen to your debut single, Whole Night Through. So stay with us here on Switch Radio, made for Birmingham. Thank you, Chloe. Thank you. The Week with Ben Ellis. This is Switch. Now, millions of Brits are being thwarted in their attempts to go green because they don't know what all the eco jargon using on packaging means. It's a, a study that's been carried out and it says that more than three quarters of parents are confused by environmental jargon such as biodegradable, carbon negative, recyclable and sustainable. With 85% of parents feeling under pressure to do the best for their baby and the planet when choosing baby products, it's no surprise that nine in 10 parents want to buy products that are eco-friendly, but many feel they're unable to fully understand what is and what isn't eco-friendly due to the amount of confusing jargon. There's lots to go through here, but we are discussing it. We're the voice you will be familiar with, TV Doctor. You'll know her from this morning. It's Dr. Sarah Kayat. Sarah, hello. Hello. Hi. I'm uh, interesting. Very, very, very interesting, this research. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I hadn't quite expected so many people to be confused by it. But to be honest, you know, even I, I'm confused by some of these products um, myself, you know, as a GP and a new mum, I know that there are so many parents out there that just want to do what's best for their children, but they're becoming more conscious about what they're doing to the environment as well. And so this kind of all comes together to show that we could all be doing a little bit more to um, make these products um, well firstly biodegradable compostable but secondly to help parents understand what it all means. This research comes from water wipes and uh, it's revealed that over 90% of parents across the UK uh, believe it's important that uh, baby wipes are environmentally uh, friendly. The only thing I really know about baby wipes uh, as, uh, as a parent uh, sorry, is, is don't flush them down the toilet but, um, uh, but apart from that I know very little. Well, yes, I mean, even even if these are biodegradable, you know, you should still not be flushing water wipes down the loo anyway. Um, but you're absolutely right. There are so many different kind of words for lots of different things. So, you know, I, I think a, a lot of people find the word biodegradable confusing, you know, flushable, compostable, organic. All of these seem to kind of mulch into one for a lot of parents and quite understand understandably. Could we just explain some of the jargon then? Oh, absolutely. So with biodegradable, it means it's a material that can be broken down with the help of microorganisms and that then returns that material back to the natural environment. Um, but for example, organic just means that it's been made without any arti artificial ingredients. Um, or if it's you know compostable, it means that the process has been um, 
is such that it can be broken down into organic waste to then eventually reuse it. Indeed. And so what what would be the best way? I mean, obviously, this this uh, this research has uh, has been published. Many of us are kind of locked down, and uh, I know we have the, the World Wide Web at our fingertips, and it's a digital age. And, and, and thankfully, during a pandemic, that that is the case. The information is accessible. But, but what is the be- the best way uh, for, for new parents to to get their heads around the jargon? Well, I think firstly, you know, it's really useful that Water Wipes have um, put up a eco jargon dictionary on their website, so on waterwipes.com. And so you're able to get a little bit of a breakdown as to what all of this stuff means. I think it's also really important to get kind of peer support. So, you know, chatting to other parents about what they're using, because we know that a lot of um, the pressure in order to become more eco-conscious comes from other other parents you know a third of parents felt judged when buying products that weren't eco-conscious according to the water wipes research and so actually I think going uh, to that type of peer support to have a little chat about the different types of products people are using is actually very useful as well indeed and uh, it's something that what what I would probably say, uh, yes, it's important. Of course, we we, we want our, our, our babies to have the best uh, best possible start in life, and and it is a bit of a a, a jargon and uh, minefield. But in times like this, with the pandemic, where um, that there's a kind of a, a lot of pressure, and, and we hear a lot of things about mental health and uh, and what have you, that this this is something that that really parents shouldn't really be afraid of, and and uh, and it, and it is kind of if you invest the time in it to to follow the jargon and follow the uh, details of the research that that uh, you, you should be able to cope with well yes absolutely but you know you've got to remember that most parents just want what's best for their children and actually with the research it just showed that you know the majority 92 percent just you know wanted products that had minimal ingredients half of them wanted products that are sen- suitable for sensitive skin and you know didn't have any unnecessary chemicals so I think you know the, the majority of parents out there want something that's kind and gentle on their child's skin but the rest of the time we're thinking actually our children are about to inherit this planet so what else can we do to help our children as well as the planet and that's where you know biodegradable wipes like water wipes come into play because not only have they managed to become 100% biodegradable but the the brilliant part about it is that they haven't compromised on their purity or their quality so they're still 99.9% water with just a drop of fruit extract and you know I've been using them on Harris my little boy since the day he was born really and you know I, I use them because they are so sensitive for him um, and I think it's just about trying to find that balance really something that's good for your baby as well as the environment. Yeah I'm kind of in my my um mid to late 30s closer to 40 than I'd care to admit and um but my mum always says to me that 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 I I, I was a, a towel nappy baby and yeah, and an option isn't it I yeah. mean lots of, lots of parents are, are going down that route you know using um reusable nappies and um I think this is just that added step towards that as well yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, we're quite short on time, but just while I've got you uh, on the line, there will be people listening to this, and uh, hopefully you can appreciate this. We'll say, hang on, that's the doctor who said on this morning about the vaccine <laughs> uh, a, a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, 
do you we're a couple of weeks on and it's it's been reported in the papers do you, do you obviously stand by what you said on this morning um i'm, I'm sorry you might need to um explain what what you meant but um, um well, i i mean I, I i've only ever said uh things that are evidence-based oh okay well, well uh, okay then well uh, this morning well this morning was hit by complaints to ofcom I say yes, and it's all been um, it's all it's all been taken in hand, and they've proven um, everything that I've said has been evidence based. Okay, that's all I'm looking for because uh, I'd, I'd have been expected by our audience to have asked that question, so that's that's absolutely fine. Um, the the research that we've talked about uh, is uh, available. It's from uh, Wet Wipes. It's all fascinating stuff, and uh, we do appreciate uh, TV Doctor. Uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah, I always get Sarah and Sarah wrong. Uh, yeah. Dr. Sarah Kayat for uh, you to join us on the show. Thank you very much. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you. The Week with Ben Ellis. This is Switch. Once again, we'd like to thank you for taking the time to download and listen to our podcast. If you want, you can subscribe at wherever you usually find your podcast. You'll get a nice notification as well on when each episode lands. Handing you back right now to Fiona Douglas. The Week with Ben Ellis. This is Switch. Okay, and thank you, Ben. Yet yeah, we rejoined with Chloe Wappington, a new artist, local, very local, in fact, to um, the Cars area and Smithswood, that area, which is only across the road from the Smith, the Switch, Switch Radio Studios. So we're all about giving local artists a bit of a leg up and a platform to tell us all about their debut singles. And Chloe's one of them. So Chloe, um, we're going to have the pleasure of listening to your single in a little while, which is great. But can you tell me a bit more about, because you said you did it whilst you were daydreaming during lockdown. So how did, how, how did lockdown create, I mean, cause it must be quite difficult to produce and release a song in normal times, but what things did you find that you, that were difficult because of lockdown? So, um, so like I said, I was going through a rough patch and um, I live on my own as well. So it's just the feeling of loneliness and obviously socializing, like we couldn't socialize or anything. And I'm quite an outgoing person. So um it was just a different, difficult time to be in. Um, so I just tried to put my energy into something else and obviously releasing this song um, was one of them. And um, and yeah, I'm happy that I did. Yeah, and so are we, absolutely. <laughs> are we even like things like the recording of it and stuff, you know, how did you, how was that process? So um, we ended up recording it in October. So we actually, um, I'd made the lyrics in, um like April time and then I sent them over to Anthony um via WhatsApp and then he come back with me with the guitar and things um, and then once we was allowed to meet up we um met up and did it properly and then we um recorded it in the October so fantastic yeah it was a long process due to yeah. lockdown yeah don't, don't worry you're not the only one but they're, they're all on all platforms now isn't it so you can get it on Spotify Apple tunes, all of the all of the main ones, yeah. Yes, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, she's, she's everywhere. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we just wanted to, <laughs> just wanted to talk about future plans, Chloe, because um, 
you know, you're, you're streaming on all platforms at the moment and it's doing really, really well. You said it's been really well received and you're getting loads of love from everyone. Lots of people congratulating you and saying it's a fantastic song. So yeah. what kind of things have you, have you thought that far ahead? Definitely. So I've got things in the pipeline right now. Um, it's just about talking to different musicians. Um, I've got a lot of lyrics um, that are ready to to be made into songs. Um, so I'm hoping to get an EP out later on in the year. Um, so look out for that. Follow me on Instagram and you can look out for updates. Never mind looking out. I want the scoop. Okay. <laughs> Your face then when I was wagging my finger. I'm <laughs> feeling like a mom. Okay. Fantastic. Oh, no, sorry. That's fantastic. So an EP, are you talking like five, five songs maybe? Yeah, definitely around five songs. Um, and I'd like them to be a bit more upbeat and happy and poppy this time. So um, so yeah, definitely look out for it. Yeah, well, if you've if one of your influences, I love the fact that like Dolly Parton smashed with Ariana Grande would be, you know, such a brilliant genre. I can't wait to hear it. I'm really excited. That's because I love, yeah. I, you know, I do like Ariana Grande stuff, but I'm not a fan, you know, a bit old for that. But Dolly Parton, I absolutely love. So, you know, <laughs> a mashup of them two is interesting. I like it. I like it. Okay. So, is there anything else you want to, you know, during <clears throat> lockdown? So, social media. Um, when I've spoken to other artists, it's been their lifeline to get to their fans. How have you used social media to get this out? And, you know, uh, what kind of things have you been doing to keep the interest there? Um, well, a week leading up to the release, um, I was just posting videos, um, just trying to get everyone to to be really excited for it. So I was putting little snippets um, in videos that I was doing. Um, and little pictures that I was doing um, different parts of the song so um, yeah and everyone was really excited for me so yes oh, yeah. yeah so if someone wanted to go and check you out on socials have you got your your names on social media yeah so um, Instagram um, at Chloe Wapplington Music and Facebook Chloe Wapplington there you go easy as and Wapplington <laughs> is spelt W-A-P-O l-i-n-g-t-o-n yeah yeah yes. yeah a bit of a long one but <laughs> and i'm reading it off my paddy and i'm like i should have just let you you spell it out <laughs> oh dear. well we've i think we've teased the listeners enough i think it's about time we let them listen to your fantastic debut single chloe i want to wish you all the best and i want you going to hand it over to you now to introduce your song Hi everybody, this is Chloe Rocklinton on Switch Radio. This is my new debut single, Whole Night Through. I hope you enjoy it. The Week with Ben Ellis. This is Switch. Through the rain and the storm 
Thank you very much for listening to our podcast. The Week with me, Ben Ellis, returns to Switch Radio this Sunday between 12 and 2, where we'll look back at more of the biggest stories across Birmingham and indeed further afield from the previous seven days. To my guest, thank you to Luke Edwards, who you can hear on Switch Radio every Sunday night at 9pm with the Sunday Soiree. He joins us to talk about some of the stories, coronavirus, the lockdown, the vaccine, and also the interesting news about a tax rebate if you have to work from home. So that is very good of Luke for joining us. To Chloe Wapplington, who performed for us on Switch Radio, and to Fiona Douglas for taking the time to chat to her, and to Dr. Sarah Kayat, or Sarah Kayat, I always get those two wrong, but uh, Dr. Sarah Kayat from this morning joined us to uh, talk about the research that a lot of parents, new parents, struggle with eco-friendly jargon for baby products, so nappies or wet wipes, etc., very, very interesting stuff. You can listen to Switch Radio online, switchradio.co.uk, in Birmingham on 107.5 FM, on DAB, on mobile and on smart speaker too. From me, Ben Ellis, and all the team, stay safe, stay well, and we'll talk to you next week. The Week with Ben Ellis. This is Switch.